All right. So you guys, I've just loved this one scripture from um, Mark chapter one. I've always been super moved by it where it says Jesus came into Galilee. And, you know, Galilee is like the place where uh, kind of a far flung place, far away from all the important places like Washington, D.C. or New York City or Los Angeles or like in our country. So, you know, maybe like Skagit County would be kind of like Galilee. And um, Jesus was preaching the gospel of God. What is that? Sounds really cool. The gospel of God, the good news of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand or like approaching. Repent and believe in the gospel. And I love this, how Jesus just went around and, and he went from place to place, uh, you know, kind of preaching. And we've talked about how preaching isn't just like, preaching but it, it can mean just sharing or telling like show and tell in fact that's kind of what jesus did he, he did show and tell right and anyway and then he's super into like mobilizing other people which we want to see happening more and more too we want to see all of you guys mobilized completely so he calls his disciples remember when he goes to the sea of galilee and he calls the fishermen he said follow me and i will make you become fishers of people Rather than just salmon, imagine if you weren't just fishers of salmon in the Skagit, but you were fishers of Skagitonians. So he calls his disciples in chapter 3, verse 14, and he appointed the 12 so that they would be with him and that he could send them out to preach, to do show and tell, right? And to have authority over the, to cast out the demons, you guys have authority to cast out demons, right? Are you doing it? Are you casting out those demons? I bet you are. So anyway, um, Jesus, in chapter four, he was teaching by the sea. And um, there's this parable that, um, you know, Gracie and I, when we started Tien Web, it's been like 40 years now, this, this month, which is crazy. We're like, are we that old? I didn't even know I was 40, that we've been doing this for 40 years. And, you know, we started on foot when we were in our 20s, going from village to village. And then, well, we, we had a horse, two horses. Gracie rode uh, Noble, a, a mule, and I rode Pajaro, a bird. The bird. Yeah, that was his name, Pajaro. And uh, we rode all over on those horses, but they were kind of too slow. So we upgraded to a, two, a 250 Yamaha. And we went around and we went from village to village and we, uh, we started leading Bible studies everywhere. And it was super cool. And it was all with kind of oh, revolvers sometimes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, Gracie and I, that's, we didn't really go down to Honduras thinking we were going to be doing show and tell, sharing, you know, preaching, so to speak. But that's kind of what we were doing. And it was always out in fields. And, one of our favorite scriptures was the parable of the sower, where it says, um, listen to this. Behold, the, the sower went out to sow. That just means like scatter seed, right? As he was sowing, some seed fell on the road. Um, and the birds came and ate it up. Now, you guys, um, for Hondurans, they, um, the seed was worth a lot of money. That, in fact, the seed was what they ate. 
because they would take the corn and and uh, soak it overnight with lime and make tortillas out of it. And uh, the problem was in Honduras, people would plant like in June, but then they wouldn't harvest really until until like January. And but oftentimes they would sell their their harvest even before it was they'd harvested it. They sold it to make money so that they could buy food. So by the time um, they harvested their corn, sometimes it would only they they'd have to they'd have to pay back the places that fronted them the money, right? And oftentimes they would only have enough corn to last until say February or March. And so they called that the Junes because the June, June was always the hardest month because that's right when they were planting and there's no more food left, but the Junes would start sometimes in February or March because the Junes are the time when there's no food. And so when you, when you have no no corn anymore for your food and and maybe you've just kept enough for seed there's no way you're going to waste corn seed by throwing it onto the path where birds are going to eat it up unless it's your chickens because they did feed the chickens okay and uh, a smart farmer is not going to just scatter his seeds on the on the path so people would we'd read this and they go wow that 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 farmer was a pretty loco you know like crazy farmer he must have been like high on something right um and so then it says other seed fell on the rocky ground well there again who's going to plant on rocky ground how stupid especially if you just have a limited amount of seed i'd rather just you know fry that up as a tortilla i mean you know like grind it up and not fry it up but you know make tortillas out of it and not throw it on the rocky ground where it didn't have much soil and where immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. Um, and after the sun had risen, it was scorched because it had no root and it withered away. Oh, brother, like who would waste seed like that? You know, like, um, and you know, think about this. A lot of people think, what's the point of, of, of leading Bible studies with people that are high on meth or on fentanyl? You know, like that's like throwing the, the seed on, on the rocky soil. Some people might think, but I don't think that. You know, in fact, the sower here, if it's Jesus, he wasn't, he was, he was not discriminating against anybody. He was just sowing his seeds of the word of God out into every heart. You know, he wasn't saying, well, that guy's a rich jerk. You know, I'm not going to sow in that onto that person. I'm not going to sow onto that tweaker over there, or I'm not going to sow onto that person who's just so drunk or onto that, you know, whatever, you know, um, this, this sower was sowing the seeds that fell even on the thorns. Check that out. Okay, that's the next thing. And the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Well, that was pretty dumb. Okay, but it wasn't dumb because it shows that this sower is all about not judging anyone and just throwing the seed. And, uh, and then it says uh, some seed fell on the good soil. And as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. Well, hey, these farmers that we worked with, none of them got that kind of harvest. 100 fold, you know, 60 fold, 30 fold, maybe if it was a super good harvest, but even that, that's like supernatural harvest. So, um, so anyway, then Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And um, we would always laugh about that because 
Why would he say the one who has ears to hear, let him hear? Because later we learn that the seed is the word of God. Okay, well, do you throw seed into people's ears? Do you guys do that when you're planting? Does Carol, do you throw seed, dahlia seeds or bulbs into people's ears? What would happen yeah. if you planted dahlias in people's ears? It wouldn't, would they grow? I don't think so. And so uh, the campesinos, the peasants we work with would laugh so hard. Ah, ha, ha, ha. But what's cool is who has ears? How many of you all have ears? Does anybody there not have any ears? I can see that uh, Francis and Shelley have ears. I can see Harold has ears. I can only see Harold's left ear and I can only see, um, can I see your right ear too, um, Francis? Oh, good. And Shelly, where's your right ear? Okay, what about you, Harold? I can see both of Harold's ears. Do, does anybody there not have ears? Yeah, we all have them. Okay, so what does it mean, the one who has ears to hear? Who's that? All of us. All of us. So, so Jesus says, the one who has ears to hear, let that person hear. Okay. So he's trying to get everybody to to pay attention because when uh, someone accepts later it says um verse 18 uh no verse uh, 20 and those uh who where where it goes into the uh, good soil those are the ones who um when they hear the word they accept it and then they bear fruit 30 60 and 100 folds so when you, when me, when you, when you and I, when we hear the word of God and we accept it, then the, then our ears are, are hearing. That's the moment when our ears are hearing. And, you know, when we're opening our ears and the seed of the word of God goes in, and when we say, ah, yes, I accept that, that's when it bears fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold, right? So would we want that? Would you want to bear a lot of fruit, 30, 60, 100 fold? How about 100 fold? How many want 100 fold? How about 30, 60 plus 100 fold? Okay, me, that's what I want. Okay, so the next parable um, is this really crazy parable um, that is, begins at verse 26 that I've just been super struck by because it, it gives a whole nother perspective. Um, it says, and he was saying, and he was saying, the kingdom of God is like a person who casts seed upon the soil. Okay, remember the seed is the word of God. Okay, well, what's the soil? Maybe you and me? Okay, and he goes to bed at night and he gets up by day. We do that, right? We try to, except Jason who has to work in the night. Um, and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself doesn't know. Okay, um, the soil produces crops by itself. Wow, so that's kind of interesting. So if the soil is you and me, and the word of God is being sowed, so we're sowing the word right now, then it goes into your, into your soil, and it produces crops automatically. The word in, by itself in Greek is atamatos, atamatos, automatically. So um, it says the soil produces crops by itself. So Heather, is Heather there? 
So imagine the seed is going into you and then automatically it's producing. Uh, the seed of the word of God is automatically producing in, in you. 60, 30, 60 or 100 fold, right? First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. Um, okay. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So there's a harvest and that's a good thing. It's, it's the harvest of, of the fruit of what God's doing through the word of God. The word of God brings life, joy, peace, um, good things, right? Like helps us with our relationships with each other, to love one another and forgive each other, to be, it mobilizes us to want to reach out to people. Like I heard you guys help some homeless guy. In fact, someone who's part of our community with a tent. And that's pretty cool. And so like, um, like what made you do that? Obviously not Satan. Satan wouldn't have wanted you to go give that tent to someone, right? And so um, think about it. The, the word of God goes in and it produces. And so we want to let it produce that good fruit. So um, imagine um, how beautiful it is that this powerful word of God is um, so effective. And, you know, uh, I want us to read First Peter chapter one which is just this crazy beautiful text peter um writes in beginning in verse um 23 for you have been born again not of seed which is perishable or you know perishable means like uh you know that's gonna it can it can be destroyed or it can rot you know it's 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 uh let me see i wrote down what it means you guys know what perishable means well, think about perishables, milk, you know, things like when your refrigerator, when the power goes off. Perishable is uh, decay, things that can decay. Okay, so you guys are born again of seed, not that's perishable, but that's imperishable. Okay, in other words, it's indestructible. So the word of God is indestructible, according to scripture. When, when it goes into our hearts, like when Julio's doing the Psalms with people, when you guys are reading the Psalms on your own, the word of God that's going into you is indestructible. And especially if you let it in and you accept it into your heart, through your ears, through understanding it. Okay, so it says, um, for you have been born again. Like we can be born anew, born afresh. Do you guys ever feel like you need to be born afresh? Like you're just tired in your worn out self? Like me, I feel like I'm worn out tired of my worn out self sometimes and i want to be born again because that's what this is talking about it's not talking about literally being a baby again and having to grow up i wouldn't want to do that right now this world's too crazy or maybe i would if i had a choice to not be born at all and be born now i'd be born now for sure but anyway um you've been born again not of seed which is which can be destroyed or which is not permanent but with imperishable seed you know, like uh, indestructible. That is through the living and enduring word of God. The word of God is living. Okay. And, it, and it's weird because it's not something visible. It's something that we, we hear or we can read it and it can go into our mind. And so it's like that, the word of God, when God speaks to us, it's living and enduring. In other words, it lasts. It, it, and, it, and it's going to have that effect. Like, um, we don't even know how we go to bed, we wake up and remember the guy 
sowing the seed. He went to bed, he woke up and it grew. How? He didn't even know how. Okay, we don't need to know how. And then uh, Peter writes, all flesh is like grass and all of its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. It lasts forever, forever and ever and ever. And this is the word which was preached to you. Okay, isn't that cool? The word that was preached to you is a word that is indestructible and it causes you to be born afresh, born anew, born again. And um, there's this um, another scripture which, well, how many of you find that to be like something you want? You'd want that word of God to make you be born afresh, born again. I think we should pray that it would just happen you know, right now, and, uh, and that we would see some kind of sign that that would, um, that we would be able to experience that word of God, that indestructible, living, um, lasting word, we experience it. So Holy Spirit, we ask that your beautiful word of your beautiful gospel, the gospel of God, the goodness of God would sink in and, and um, make it around all the, all the thorns and between the rocks into the good soil that's wherever there is any good soil that's in us. We just welcome um, that seed into the good soil that's in us, you know, between the cracks in the pavement, even Jesus, thank you that there's good soil around the edges, you know, Lucretia would know where to find it. And we just pray God that the good soil, we want to welcome all those seeds just make them even smaller so that they can get into the little cracks where there's just a little bit of soil. We just pray that the, those, those seeds would just go and those indestructible seeds would just, would just make it through all of our defenses and that they would uh, sprout up and bear fruit in all of us and, and just let the Holy Gospel have its effect so that we can have a harvest and we'd be able to see it and experience it in our lives. In Jesus' name. So listen to this, you guys. Um, he, this is uh, from Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. As the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, that happens, right? It rains and, um, and it goes into the ground. All the rain or the snow melts in and then it causes our beautiful Skagit Valley to be green and to grow all kinds of crops. Like blueberries are coming up right now. Um, dahlias are coming up in Carol's garden because she planted them early enough, not in mine yet. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. And goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. This is God speaking. So God says his word is like that water that comes down to water the ground. It's not going to return to him empty without um, achieving, accomplishing what God desires and achieving the purposes for which I sent it, God says. So God's sending his word and he wants to bless you, each one of you, and me too. So we want to welcome it, that word, right? Because God is so good. He's not sending words like judgments. No, he's not sending judgments. Jesus um, came not to judge the world, but to save the world. So the words aren't mean words. 
They're not grumpy words. They're not angry words. They're not judgmental words. They're not poisonous in any way. And they're not um, about accusing or, uh, and they're not lying. They're trustworthy words that are good and that soothe us. The word of God um, is soothing. It enlivens the soul. You guys know that? In uh, Proverbs, it talks about it, or Psalm 119. And Psalm 119 is really worth reading, even though it's the longest psalm. Whenever Julio would get to it in the Psalms night, people would skip or they'd read the whole thing, but dividing it all up, it's too many verses. Okay, listen to this. Um, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That's one thing it says. Um, well, anyway, you should just read that on your own. It's just powerful. There's so many things about the word of God in there. Um, okay. So finally, um, there's a beautiful scripture that talks about, you know, sometimes we haven't always seen that uh, what we've sowed, like, you know, I've done thousands of Bible studies these 40 years that I've been alive in all kinds of villages, all over Honduras, all over Central America, all over the world, and in our jail, so many, so many, so many Bible studies. Cool is that I run into people left and right who've been in those Bible studies, and I can, I know that they were, that they, that they learned something, because I can tell, you can tell, and isn't that cool, but sometimes people die who we've, who've been in our Bible studies, and, and it's so painful when, I, when, it, when people die of fentanyl overdoses, you know, like when Isaiah died or just any of us or when we worry about some, some one of our beloved people dying. And so one of the hard things is it says in verse 5 of Psalm 126, those who sow in tears shall reap with shout, joyful shouting. The one who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his harvest with him. That's pretty, that's a nice, beautiful promise. So sometimes when you we feel like it's for nothing, you're trying to sow good seed into your family's lives, and into your friends, and you're hoping it would, the seeds would go into your own life, but it feels like you're just weeping. You're just crying. It's just so sad, so hard. It says, um, you will indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing your harvest with you. So let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us to, to be able to keep going. Um, you know, letting the word of God richly dwell inside of us and bringing it out to other places. And I pray that we would be a movement right out of our little building there of people that are letting um, your word richly dwell inside of us. Um, bearing fruit and that we would be able and willing and able to take it out to people that maybe have never really read it or heard it and that you'd empower every one of us to go out and do it wherever we are sent and wherever we felt led to go feel led to go in jesus name amen so you guys the thing that i'm thinking about about everyone here at tierra nueva is that I, my dream is to have like everybody leading some kind of a little group, even if it's just just you and one other person, but that we would be people that are spreading this indestructible 
word of God um, out there because it's going to, um, it'll, it'll take root and it's going to change our community. And it's really important. We all need it, right? So I, I just bless you guys to go into our communion time and just to take that body and blood and let that also do its beautiful saving work. <clears throat>